Hey friends, Scott Sullivan here, Georgia Baptist Mission Board Discipleship Catalyst, and our team, the Discipleship Team, exists to strengthen churches by resourcing, inspiring, and creating disciple makers. That's what we do, and there are seven consultants along uh, with that team, and we're super excited to present another broadcast to you. The title today with Dr. Tim Smith, one of my favorite people, is called The Big Four of Sunday School. Now, as some of you are just coming on to the uh, broadcast and viewing, we want to remind you that we want you to comment. So this isn't just one of those static videos where we want you to listen for, to a few things and then jump out. We really want you to ask questions, uh, to say amen, let us know what is really working that is presented. So make sure to leave your name, uh, comment in the chat section, because as always, Tim, we're giving away free swag at the end stuff. of it. That's right. So let's jump, jump straight in, Tim. Uh, I got a quick question I want to ask just to, to get the ball rolling. Why do we do Sunday school? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question because uh, most churches do not have a good understanding of the history of Sunday school or even the, the purpose and mission of Sunday school. Sunday school is the best tool that a local church has to accomplish the Great Commission. So what we do in and through Sunday school is great commission work, doing what Jesus told us to do, to go and make disciples. Well, that's good. Now, we know the Great Commission is a big deal. That is what uh, the heartbeat of our Baptist churches. And when we think about Sunday school and we think about the Great Commission, to accomplish the Great Commission through Sunday school, what do we need to do? And you've got a big four, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the four that I, that I see you know, in, in the Great Commission, and I'm sure that there's others that you can add, but when I, when I look at what Sunday school is to accomplish to do Great Commission work, the first thing is teaching. We've got, we've got to be about teaching God's Word, about teaching the Bible. We, we, we've got to be about caring for people. Uh, we've got to love on the folks that, that God gives us but we've also got a commission, a responsibility, a calling uh, to reach our neighbors, to, to reach the world. So a Sunday school class has to be uh, reaching, but also we've got to be multiplying. We've got to be reproducing. And we, we fail to do the Great Commission if we fail to reproduce. That's good stuff. Now, you've got a blog that you have written on this topic. And in the comment section below, we're going to drop that there so that people have a link. They can go and read that. And I would encourage you, if you're viewing, read that blog, download that, share that. And while you're in that comment section, um, I want to ask a question. I'd love to hear from some of you in there. How are you doing Sunday school in your church. So when, when we think about Sunday school, we know of different, different ways of doing that. How's it happening? Uh, some have even gone virtual. Some are doing face-to-face. -face. So let us know how Sunday school is going, how you're doing it in your church. Now, Tim, while they're um, commenting below, I want to ask another question here and get us going. Sunday school is about teaching, but what makes good teaching? Yeah, and that that's so important because, um, you know, bad teaching can ruin the best ministry and ruin the best outreach. So, so we've got to make sure that we're having good teaching. And for that to happen, uh, there's got to be preparation. A teacher has got to spend time during the week 
uh, studying God's word, spending time with God, hearing from God. So there's got to be preparation. We're, we're not going to see good Sunday school. We're not going to see good Bible teaching with a Sunday school teacher that comes in on Saturday night at eight o'clock and says, whoo, I got to get a Bible study together. So there's got to be uh, preparation. Also, if we're going to have good Bible study, we've got to make sure that on Sunday morning that we're giving priority time to the Bible study. We can't, we can't spend 45 minutes talking about the ball game and the flower club and then rush through five minutes of Bible study. We've got to give the, the majority of our time to Bible study. And we also need to be teaching toward application. Uh, life change, uh, not just covering the Bible facts and the Bible trivia knowledge, but but teaching toward life change, focusing on application. And of course, the Bible is our textbook. There's a lot of great Christian writers out there, a lot of good Christian books, but the Bible is our textbook. Sure, we need to be using curriculum as a guide as we work through our Bible study, but the Bible is our textbook. So it's got to be at the core of what we do in our Sunday school classes. That's good teaching. I love it. And, you know, being uh, in the local church many years, as you were as well, Tim, uh, teaching and training our teachers was such a, a big deal. So um, if you're watching uh, today, I want to I ask you to comment below. What are you currently doing to train teachers? Because one thing, Tim, you probably found this as well, is I would say, I'm going to make a, a, a big general statement that most churches, at least a lot of churches, aren't training their teachers. Yeah. They're giving them curriculum. They're giving them uh, maybe a video if you want to watch it type of deal. But if you're training teachers at your church, we'd love to hear what you're doing. Maybe it's once a month. Maybe it's once a week, once a quarter, how you're doing that. Leave that in the comment section. Yeah, now, an, Tim, untrained, a, an untrained teacher is an easy target for the enemy. Oh, where's my, where's my pen? Where's my pen? <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, another question there for you, Tim. Um, how are we to accomplish caring, which is one of your big four, how are we to accomplish caring through Sunday school class if we only meet one hour during yeah. the week? And, and the first thing when you think about caring that I, that I think about is is what we should be doing as Christians and what we need to be doing in our Sunday school classes and through our Sunday school. And that's praying for everybody whose name is on our list should be prayed for weekly. Um, the teacher praying for those members, the members praying for each other, knowing what to pray for, for each other. So, so if we're going to care, we, we've got to be praying for them. And I think also we need to be making weekly contact, that, that we need to be every week making sure that everybody who's on our list, everybody who's enrolled in our class is getting a contact, a phone call, an email, a text, a, a visit, a contact to, to, to let them know that we care about them and that we love them and, and to discover how we, can, how we can pray for them. And of course, we're, we're, we're going to care for each other when we begin to know each other better. And you really need to be doing things outside of the Sunday morning experience. So, so Sunday school classes need to plan a get-together, a party, a fellowship, a social. About every month, month and a half, they need to be doing something outside of the Sunday morning time to help develop those genuine friendships. 
And then of course, Sunday school classes need to remember significant dates in the lives of their members. It may, it may be a birthday. It, it may be an anniversary. It may be uh, the date of their baptism or, or the date of the death of a spouse or a child. Mm, but, but remembering those significant dates and, and recognizing those dates and, and being there to celebrate or to encourage during those days, that, that's caring through a Sunday school class. And caring is huge, but it's not the only thing Sunday school does. So in Sunday school, you know, it's always been what we've been uh, taught was the outreach arm of the church. So how do we reach new people through Sunday school? Well, we've, we've got to have a target. We've got, we've got to have a, a list of names. We, we've got to have people that we're going after, that we're praying for, that we're strategizing to reach. So, so we need to have a, a prospect file. So a Sunday school class needs to constantly be cultivating who they know that's not in church, that's not saved, that's not in Sunday school, having them on that list and praying for them and reaching out to them. So have that prospect list. Also, groups need to have an expectation that new people are going to come, and not just on special days, but every week we should have the expectation that new people are going to walk through the door and, and, and to be ready for that and to want it to happen. And so we're inviting new people during the week, and we're expecting them to come uh, every week. And then also, if we're going to reach new people, the gospel has got to be shared. The good news of Jesus needs to be shared every week and, and providing an opportunity for people to respond to that. Now, I'm not saying we need to have an invitation walk down the aisle, but, but every week we need to tell people how to be saved and, and, and invite them to respond. And so sharing the gospel and then also, if we're really going to reach folks, we've got to go outside the walls of the church. So a Sunday school class needs to be doing a mission project, a service project every three months, doing something beyond the building of the church, reaching out to folks and saying that we, we love you and we're, we care for you. And so when we move beyond the walls of the church to be the church outside the church, that's when we're really reaching people through our Sunday school. I love it, Tim. When you think about this outreach arm and you think about the battle that we are losing for the souls of our men and women and our boys and girls, you know, it, it's the good news. It's the gospel it literally means good news, but it's only good news if they get the gospel before they die. So we've got to Man. get out and to uh, use that outreach arm of the church. Uh, another question here, uh, Tim. So I'm thankful for something. You know, I came here to Georgia and, uh, and I knew that before I got here that you were Dr. Sunday School. And, and I've said this many times in front of you and behind your back, that, uh, that there's probably no one in the nation who knows more about Sunday School than you do. So I was wondering, man, where, what is his um, thoughts on Sunday School? Because, you know, in the last three decades, we've taught Sunday School leaders that the purpose of Sunday School is to reach, teach, and to minister. And, and, and that's not bad. But I've always wondered, we, we're leaving multiplication out of that. So talk to us about where multiplication fits into this. Yeah, and you're right, Scott, that, that for generations, we've said that Sunday school is about reach, teach, minister. And we fail to talk about making disciples. We fail to talk about reproduction. We fail to talk about multiplication. I'm thankful that I came to know the Lord as a teenager 
my youth director discipled me. Uh, uh, my Sunday school teacher came to me and asked me to be the outreach leader. Uh, as, a, as a high school kid, I was involved in creating um, six new Sunday school classes before I graduated from high school. And so Sunday school, starting new groups, multiplying, developing leaders, that's been in my blood, been my DNA from the beginning. And that's what's got to happen in our Sunday school and in our, in our churches. We, we can't wait until we're ready to start a new group or, or in the need of new leaders. We need to be talking about new leaders and multiplying and starting new groups and making disciples from the beginning. It's got to be in our culture. It's got to be in our DNA. And so don't wait uh, it, it, until you're ready because you'll never be ready, but start now. Build it in. Talk about it all the time uh, to your leaders. And also, every current leader needs to be about starting uh, new groups, and you need to be multiplying somebody. You need to be a, have a, uh, somebody you're mentoring, somebody you're, that they're an apprentice to you. Um, you. You need to have somebody that you're pouring yourself into to reproduce yourself, to, to take your place, to start a new group. And, uh, and folks, I guarantee you when we multiply, when we mentor, when we have an apprentice that we are pouring ourselves into, God's going to bless and we're going to see incredible things happen. So make sure every leader's got somebody. I don't care if you're the Sunday school director all the way through to the lady who's getting the cookies and Kool-Aid ready for the babies. Everybody needs to have somebody that they're pouring themselves into, somebody they're mentoring, someone they're training to be the next new leader. And, and our Sunday school classes need to start new groups. Uh, we've got to, as a Sunday school class, you cannot be negative about starting new groups. I mean, at some point, sometime, somewhere, somebody said, your church needs to exist. I mean, your church didn't come into existence the day that Jesus rose from the dead. Somebody left their church and started a new church. Somebody left their Sunday school and started your Sunday school. So you've, you've got to be starting new groups. Don't be negative toward it. Be, uh, be excited about starting new groups. And, and let me say this. If, if everybody's training somebody and every group's uh, starting new groups, we're going to have a problem, <laughs> a good problem. We're going to run out of space. We're not going to have enough room. There's not going to be enough classrooms for us to to meet on Sunday morning at 9.30. And so when you start new groups, don't be tied down to the 9.45 or the 9.30. We've always done it this way. We meet before worship, and that's the way we do Sunday school. Man, think about other places and other times. It, it may be that your Sunday school class needs to start a new group on Thursday night or Tuesday morning, and you need to meet at the community center or in the um, the, the bank or you know, the the fellowship room at the local college. You you know, don't be tied down to just Sunday morning on campus to start a new Sunday school class. Be creative. Find new ways and new places to reach new people and to multiply. And folks, I guarantee you, if we'll start new groups, if we'll train new leaders, we'll, we'll see revival. We'll reach people like we've never done before. That, that's what we need to be doing to, to be a great commission Sunday school. 
I love it, Tim. I appreciate the insight, the wisdom. And for all of you that are watching still, I'm going to leave you with a question and we'll interact through the comments here. Are you starting new groups? What are you doing to start new groups? And here's a question I think is pivotal. Are you starting new groups with new people, new believers, or are you only starting new groups with existing church members? There's a difference there. So I'd love to hear what you guys are doing in the comments. And uh, Dr. Tim Smith, thank you so much for being on broadcast today. And uh, thank you guys uh, and ladies for watching. And uh, just remember, we're able to do this because of CP dollars. And look, we don't make any money. So we'd love for you to share this video, to, uh, to comment on it. And we're not saying that because we're going to make any money or that we're selling anything. Uh, our, my boss, Levi Skipper, says all the time, we exist to help churches get healthy. So that's why we want to do this. So share, share, share. And uh, we'll see you guys next Thursday at 3 o'clock.